listening to Hope for Today Church podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in this virtual space. We believe that as you listen, Jesus will minister to you right where you are. So open up your mind and your heart to what the word would say to you today. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Jesus is our hope for today. Good afternoon, church, family. So glad you guys are uh, here today. And uh, I almost did the same thing you did, bro. I almost said uh, Christmas Eve. Happy New Year's Eve to everybody. <laughs> Hope you all have a, some wonderful plans uh, in the works uh, for this evening. I'm not sure what we're doing, but I am looking forward to ringing in the new year. Um, I know my daughter would like to, uh, where is she? Oh, she's in the back. Uh, really wants to stay up as well and, and watch all the festivities are happening. Um, but before we get caught up in the things of the world, we want to get caught up in the, in the word this afternoon as uh, we spend some time together here. Um, we're going to um, segue a little bit for, for also sake of time. Um, but the new year, as we gather in Jesus' name, it presents to us um, a unique opportunity, if you will, individually and, and corporately to reflect on God's faithfulness while also collectively rejoicing in his continued faithfulness into 2024 and beyond. You know, the encouragement of the scriptures is that we're invited to believe and profess his name each and every day and not waiting for a special day on the calendar in order, in order to reorientate ourselves to him. But it is a, an awesome opportunity and so I want to seal this in, in prayer together as we look to the word briefly here this afternoon. Heavenly Father, as we gather in your presence, Lord, we ask that your spirit would speak to us, move upon our hearts, and our minds, Lord, that we would be receptive to what you are speaking to each of us individually and as a church body. Lord, we gather in your name. We desire to be moved by you in all things. In all things. Holy Spirit, guide us. Reform us into the image of Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to begin in John 6. I'm going to break this up. Uh, the message, the series is it's a new day. Uh, and so beginning in John 6, the title for today is this, believe it's going to be a great year. Believe it's going to be a great year in God's promises. That a very simple, as the moment that you wake up, this is something I'm conditioning in my own spirit because I'm not exactly a morning person, but when I wake up, I'm conditioning myself to invite the Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. You know, continue to, to make me into the image of Jesus. Guard my tongue and loose it in ways that will proclaim your name, but also safeguard me that I do not act in ways that are unbecoming of your name. This is a, a new exercise, if you will, and I'm deeply appreciative of John chapter 6, verse 63. Jesus says this, The Spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. Sorry to tell you, but it's of no help. 
The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some among you who don't believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning those who did not receive or did not believe and the one who would betray him. We're going to get in that context a little bit more, but look again in verse 63. The spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh doesn't help at all. This resonates with me because scripture tells us physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for this life and the life to come. Pumping iron, taking supplements, walking on the treadmill. My brother likes to sit on the exercise bike while he's playing games online. And it's helpful. John, you've lost weight. Look good. (laughs) But it's the spirit that gives life. It's not the works of the flesh. It made me think of Hebrews 11.6. Now without faith, it's impossible to please God since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. In the same chapter, verses one to three, it says, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for and the proof of what is not seen. For by this our ancestors were approved that by faith we understand the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen, don't forget this part, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. God's, the invisible supernatural force of his nature comes into our natural realm and becomes visible around us as we believe in him. But it takes faith. Without faith, it's impossible to see. But it says that he rewards those who seek him. And so as we embark on a new year, my hope and prayer this afternoon is that we would rally around the call of our Lord and Savior who's inviting us to encounter his living word, to encounter his very spirit in life to us today that his supernatural power that's really natural but super to us would rest upon us in a powerful and tangible way as we believe in him, that we believe that he is willing and he's able to move. Spirit and life. It shows us in those scriptures, he's a rewarder of those who seek him, and he exists, and that his will is to move upon his creation. Do you believe this? Think about this. The creator of life itself is informing us through his very word to believe the prophetic scripture which declares in Colossians 1.16, for everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And this last part's, part's important, for him. When and however Jesus moves, it's all for him. It's all for him. I asked the Lord this question 
a few weeks back because there's a, a, um, a stat out there that where places and teachers are preaching the truth of the gospel, they're growing and they're growing in rapid succession. And so I naturally went to the Lord. I, I thought, Lord, am I preaching heresy? <laughs> but what I believe and sense in my spirit is that it's not always what you see on the surface that's the truth. You can go into places and there might be great crowds, but as we even see in Jesus' time, there were great crowds, but there were those who really didn't truly believe. There was a lot going on around them, but they didn't truly receive Christ for themselves. My word, the word in my spirit today is to encourage you, encourage us, and I'm always speaking to myself, is to unapologetically, Ron, you're gonna love this, unapologetically dive into the river of God and everything that he has for you. It's like going to the, the diving board at the swimming pool and you go right to the deep end because you said, look, I may not know exactly how to swim in this. I haven't really been here before, but I'm going to the board. I'm going to trust and I'm going to make it to the service, surface again. That's what faith is, uh, having believing what is not yet seen, but trusting that he's going to bring you up and through. And as I was saying these words about diving in the river, envisioning myself diving in and asking the Lord to speak upon my heart for us as we gather here today, this is what I wrote down. You've been saying, God... I want to glorify your name. I desire to serve you. I desire to see the miraculous. I desire to see your supernatural hand at work in my life so I can share the good news with my neighbor. I don't know who that's for this afternoon, but the Holy Spirit would say to us today, God is creating a new opportunity for you to press on by believing that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Don't give up. He wants to glorify his name in your midst. But it starts with not being ashamed to call upon his name, to knock repeatedly and persistently repeatedly and consistently. You know, we have brothers and sisters in the faith, and I'm not knocking anyone, but there are those because this area is uncomfortable. They want to stay in the shallow end, comfortable with their, their salvations intact, but they're leaving a lot of things out of how the Lord can move in their midst because they're staying out of the deep end, so to speak. Cessationalism, believing that God doesn't move. He doesn't work miraculously anymore. That was for the time of the prophets and the apostles. But church, I believe that he still moves today. I remember one time I was in England and I was on a trip with my best friend of the time. Uh, just graduated grade eight and blessed my parents' hearts. Bro, I can't believe they let me go on this, you know, backpacking trip in England for four weeks. Just me and my friend. And we had the Brit Rail and went all over England and uh, we went over into Scotland. It was a wonderful time. Now, this friend I was with, we grew up in the same church. We had many fond memories, and I'd seen the Lord move in his life. I mean, supernaturally. But for whatever reason, along the way, some doubt entered, and, and he walked away from the faith. 
nonetheless, we're on this trip and we're playing cards together. And, you know, I, I know some parts and times in some church circles, maybe playing cards was frowned upon, but nonetheless, we were playing cards. And as we were there, he started to have an asthmatic attack. Very violent. I'm not dressing this up. It scared me. I thought my friend is going to die right in front of me. Oh my gosh. And his uncle, who is one of the paratroopers in the, the um, British Special Forces, were in his house, but he's not home. He can't help. What great help he was. He's at the base. And so here I am, and I did all that I could remember. Pray. So I reached out my hand, put my hand on his chest, and man, Ron, I was shaking a little bit, because you think you gotta dress it up, right? Put my hand out, I just put my hand on his chest, and I just said something like, lungs open. I was afraid for my friend, remember, best friend at the time, and he went from this wheezing, it was kind of a horrific sound, to just, like everything just opened right up, and he took a deep, deep breath, right? And I remember his eyes just lit right up. And it's an interesting correlation when the Lord moves. And I've, I've seen this. Maybe this is just a sign from the Lord for me personally. I'm not saying this the way it has to be. But it was a, a warming, rushing sensation that filled his lungs. And he began to breathe again. And he's like, I think Jesus is here. <laughs> Jesus is here. And as I was reading the scriptures here today in, in preparation, it's a great correlation. Don't be ashamed to call upon his name. Who cares if you look silly and how you go about doing it? Just believe. Reach out your hand. Call upon the Lord. It says in John 1, 3, as we read during the nativity, all things were created through him and apart from him, not one thing that was created that has been created in him was life and breath and everything else. That was the visible sign that Jesus is alive. But you know what? That was yesterday. That was many years ago. But God has continually showed me that he's alive and well and that in him, we can do all things. Do you believe that by faith in his name, he can do all things? That he can work the impossible? You know, I get it. We live in a time where they, it's called fact-checking. You can go and you can go online and there are a lot of things that are debunked. But when you think about the mathematical, mathematical probability, I can't even remember and how to even communicate to you, but the, the improbability of Jesus fulfilling all the very prophecies about himself is astronomical, and yet he fulfilled every single one to the point of the death, the resurrection. And if he can do that faithfully, can he not move faithfully in all things that concern you? And I, I can just picture him from heaven. He's just saying, you know, Don, just get on that diving board and jump. <laughs> Have faith in me. You know, when Jesus was teaching his followers how to pray, they wonderfully said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he goes on and he shares. 
And he continues and, and shares in his story. He says, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, let me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, don't bother me. The, Lord, the, the door is locked and my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his friend's shameless boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And as I was reading this, I was saying, Lord, what is it about this? that trips us up, we many times will stop at the first uh, dismissal, if you will. After our first petition, and we don't get the answer in the way that we wanted, we pack up shop. We move on. But here Jesus is encouraging through this illustration, continue to persist. In your shameless boldness, you will then receive even an abundance he goes on in verse 9, he says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. You know what you see here? Action. It's not passive. It's taking action to knock, to see the door before you and saying, Lord, I see that door. I am here and I'm willing to go through it with you by my side, with you leading the way. And thankfully, it's to everyone who asks. You don't have to be the Pope. Actually, in fact, I think the Pope needs to get more into prayer again, asking the Lord on what the things he should be affirming and not affirming. But besides that point, anyone who asks, he says, who knocks, the door will be open to him. He goes, if you then know how to give good gifts to your children, even those who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And I, I love how Jesus emphasizes because it shows again, it's by faith in his name that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, but the results aren't on you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through you. How much more will the heavenly father give to those who ask? Remember the spirit of prophecy we see in the book of Revelations is always about the person of Jesus. It's about glorifying Jesus. Beware of people who glorify themselves from pedestals, claiming these massive spiritual tool belts as if I'm going to impart this to you. This is my gift. It's all Jesus. And the reason why I say that is because it's, if you will, another doorway the enemy can use to puff you up that can also rob you of the blessing. You will be tested this new year. When I was asking of the Lord, the two things were believe for a great new year in God's promises. Believe it's gonna be a great year, but you'll also be tested 
you will be tested. You'll be sifted by the very enemy of your souls because uh, the devil, the uh, prowling lion is seeking to dissolve your resolve of faith. He knows what's possible. He's seen it. He's seen blind eyes open, ears open. He's seen limbs grow back. I mean, hello, he saw Christ who was dead for three days. He thought it was finished and then he rose. He's seen it all. He knows what is possible. And I love how scripture declares to us that even his followers, the fallen angelical host, have seen it and witnessed it. And any time I've ever kind of, you know, maybe tucked my tail a little bit, concerned about what's, who's around me, or should I pray for this person, or, or whatever it may be, I'm reminded of this verse in James 2.19. You believe that God is one. Good. Even the demons believe, and they shudder. God is one. God is one. The one is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God is one. That means because you're in Christ, everywhere you go, the Trinity is alive and well through you. And so when I pray that simple prayer with the hand on the chest, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, release breath into my friend's lungs. We prayed for a friend and his wife had this cricket spine. I can't remember the medical diagnoses, but it was this weird looking alignment. And right there during a worship service, as we're calling upon the name Lord, as she played, as it says, when David played the harp, the demons fled from Saul. As she played, her spine began to align. And another occasion, as I shared before, a gentleman, as I proclaimed, the Lord wants to heal someone and gave a specific uh, explanation of what was happening in their body, not knowing the organ and the issue of, of the problem. The gentleman came up during the service and said, you're speaking me. You're speaking to me. You know my story. And he came and we laid hands and we prayed and he felt a sensation in his body and the pain went away. I remember calling mom and dad that night, you know, just elated in faith. Like, like, dad, I saw Jesus work a miracle in the meeting. He's like, you know, as fathers do, well, that's great, son. That's, I'm, so, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so happy that you're, you're encountering Jesus in that way. You know, along those lines. But he encouraged me to say, don't live there. And I thought, like, dad, what do you mean don't live there? He goes, the Lord is going to work as he has throughout the, the ages. If you continue to believe that he can do all things, he will. Don't question his timing. Just trust and believe, which aligns with this scripture. Ask, seek, knock. You know, when, when I was at one of those meetings, and I'm just preaching from the hip here this afternoon, it's amazing how even when you're in a crowd of people, we're all in different parts of our journey and, and uh, how the Lord is working on us. But don't be misled by others who are certain that God cannot work in a certain way. Now, it would always line up with Scripture. That we can affirm. It always line up with the Word of God. But you don't have to box it in a way to say this is the only way in which God is going to work if you're praying or speaking to someone who's dealing with depression or this kind of infirmity or this kind of disease. All that I know is scripture declares that in the name of Jesus, 
they were healed. By faith in Jesus, they were healed. And what that encourages to us here today is bring everything, all matters before him, believing that he can move. He's faithful and true. His words are spirit and life. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There's this peace in knowing Jesus is risen and his authority manifests within us and all around us as we gird ourselves in alignment with his will in all things. And so you're going to see doors and you're going to see opportunities, I believe, this year in 2024. And he's going to invite you to knock persistently, but then to be ready to move through that door. Stop second guessing and questioning, Lord, is that you? You know in your heart if that's the spirit of the Lord that's moving you to a situation or a conversation to be had and then faithfully speak the words the Lord puts on your heart. Faithfully ready to put that reassuring hand on the person as you pray for them and leave the results to the Lord. Luke 137 says, for nothing will be impossible with God. Matthew 19 26 with man this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And it all begins with the miracle of salvation itself. That by faith in Jesus, you are saved. And equally so, by faith in his name, he can move mountains. He can move today as much as he did yesterday because he, he declared as I close here, John 6, 63, the spirit is the one who gives life and the flesh doesn't happen at all. But the words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. Spirit and life. Faith. Faith in Jesus' name. Unapologetically, be ready to dive in this year. And I'm right there with you because there are things he's gonna stretch us. You know, as you read through scripture, um, awakening different, even spiritual gifts, of prophecy, words of knowledge, healing, discerning of spirits, the, whole, the whole, whole caboodle, if I could put it that way. He desires to move in our midst. And so there'll be opportunities as we look to this new year where you'll be given the opportunity to step out. In our midst here as assembly to encourage one another, it's like a great pep rally, but also more surely when you go into the workplaces that you find yourself in, the very spheres of influence and opportunity that you have, the Lord is gonna speak through you. He's gonna move through you because you're believing that in Jesus' name, it's gonna be a great year. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, wow, Lord, I, I, I thank you. I'm humbly approaching you this afternoon. with my fellow brothers and sisters in you, Lord. 
Lord, we desire to see you lifted high, glorified in all matters of our life. Lord, we don't want to dress things up or to venture into areas you would not have us go. Lord, we simply desire your authentic moving in our life. Lord, we thank you that you invite us to call upon you, that we will do the works that you did and even greater works. We believe in, Lord, that that can translate into seeing salvations, people who were, had hardened of heart but yet softened to come to faith in you. And, Lord, that you're doing the work as we're faithful to knock persistently and to open the doors that you present before us. Lord, help me to remain humble and yet, and yet unapologetically bold in faith in who you are and what you can do. And Lord, I speak over this assembly here today by faith in your name. The Lord, what we have seen would remain in the past and Lord, we rejoice in it. But Lord, we will look ahead to your faithfulness for the new year that Lord, we will see salvations and baptisms of young and old. Father, there is no playing around for us. As you call us to the deep end of spiritual life, Lord, we believe as we dive in that you are there, here and now. Your words are spirit and life. And so we speak over the spiritual forces of darkness that seek to oppress us, even moving in this place. We cast them out in your name, Lord Jesus that your name resonates through in the, in the virtual landscape, God. In Jesus' name, freedom, love, joy, and peace. In Jesus' name. stretching out here on a limb as I was praying I saw a picture of um, what I could make out to be as some sort of um, uh, medically like a, <laughs> like a um, a nerve a nervous system the, the receptor something's not firing as it should be I don't know what that could translate into in, in, the, in the, the medical realm of things but what I've come to understand in a time of prayer, when I see something like that in, a, in, the, in the time of the spirit and prayer, that perhaps there's someone here that has a neurological issue, maybe in this house or maybe watching online, that the Lord, I believe in my spirit, that he wants to touch you and heal you right now. I don't even know what to call it. Lord, if you could give me what that is. <laughs> I don't have to rely on my brother who's a physician. <laughs> Would you just reach up with me in faith for even that, whoever that may be? Lord Jesus. Just begin to call out his name. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you for that picture, Lord. you desire and are willing to move 
and to bring that neurological condition into alignment and harmony as you've designed them to function. In you, we are wonderfully and fearfully made. And so, Lord, we speak into that with faith that the, 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 the nerves and receptors would come into wholeness, perfect working harmony. In Jesus' name. plays in the background as your hands are raised I believe that one of you if not two just received the touch from the Lord in your body maybe you physically sensed that manifestation if you did I want to encourage you just to continue to thank him and if you even feel boldly um, moved to do so to encourage us with a word of testimony of what you've encountered but as a moment, as John uh, leads us in a song, the microphone's here, that we want to continue to speak into that, uh, into this time where you can feel free to come and to share a word of testimony. But I believe one, if not two, have been touched here today.
Si 